The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. This is a little uh, special episode of Fofop. It'll just go for as long as it goes for, but it's for a very specific intent. Uh, I'm here with guest Charlie, returning guest Charlie, uh, Tom Ballard. Uh, hello, Tom. Hello, William. Uh, and we are here in uh, Just for Laughs, Jus Pourri. Oh, don't do too much. I'll have to pay for the rights to that music. Fuck me, Dad. Yeah, I've been hearing that over and over the eight times that I've come here at every single gig. Haunts my nightmares. Anyway, so yes, we are here in Montreal, and we're in. This is little backstage prep session, basically. This is what this is, and I thought we were going to do it anyway. So I thought it might be fun to record for the podcast. I'll give some always making content. Content, Will. You're crazy about content, right? Well, you know, I just don't know which bits of my life people want to look. <laughs> I assume it's some of them, right, guys? This will be a good bit. I think this will yeah, be okay. Bit. So this is a behind-the-scenes sort of thing. So on Monday night, uh, I did something and Tom did something, and I, I want to ask you about this. Like, how did you... F- Feel so, but I'll explain to people what it was. It's, it, people might be familiar with the the comedy roast. Uh, originally, the Friars Club, I believe, is kind of the tradition of that. And then mm. you might have seen people like Jeff Ross host those celebrity ones on the television, and they get all the kind of comics and celebrities, and they will roast them. Um, and so they've turned that into sort of like a rap battle, sort of <laughs> you know dance off sort of format where yeah. they get two comedians and like five lines a piece. You go back at each other in a verbal sort of you know yeah. Princess Bride. You know this is not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not left-handed sword choreographed sword fighty like thing. <laughs> And so they, to die. <laughs> they rang me up and uh, so basically it's good for people who can do meme one-liners. I mean, the rules and the tone is anything goes. So, oh, so throw and the ruder any, the better. Yeah, the ruder the better, yes. Any disease like, and any, if you're of an ethnicity, if you're of, if you're gay like me, you know, yep. that is the, that is the playing field. Nothing that can be said can be considered offensive. It's just fucking anything you want. So they, they ring us up or they email you or whatever they do. They get in contact and they're like, hey, Hey, Will, do you want to go and do this thing? And I was like, well, I tell long-winded, uplifting stories, so I feel like this is totally <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> this is my thing. Yeah. This is totally my jam. Who would they possibly put me against that could compete with my <laughs> long-winded, interesting, you know, layered stories with callbacks and structure and stuff? Surely not some kind of internationally renowned one-liner genius. What? So um, I didn't know at that stage I was going to go up against Jimmy Carr, who is like literally made for this format. Yeah. But uh, I said no initially. Yeah. I said no. I said I just don't feel like it's it's my thing, and it's it scares me a little bit to be honest. And then I sat on that for a day, and then I was like, oh, now I've got a thing that I've just said you scare me. Yeah. And I don't want to do. And I had it over my shoulder, and it was really bothering me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I can't. You know what? I can't handle that. I don't want to do that. So I rang them back and I said, okay, I'll do it if you want me to do it. And they said, okay, you're doing it first night against Jimmy Carr. And in that moment, that was like, all right, 
you know, it's like in the first round of the thing, you yeah. have to go up. It's like essentially if you're in some sort of kickboxing movie or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and like your first round is against like the star of the movie, sure. like if Sagal or The Rock or yeah. like Jean Claude Van Damme gets into that ring, right. you know that perhaps you're not making it through to the next round, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so I just wanted it to be like a, you know, I want, I basically. I was like a kid in the the playground who knew he was going to get severely bullied. But I thought that if I just sucker punch the bully, yeah. like a little bit really quickly at the start, I'd at least get a couple in before I could put my hands over my head and just cower in the corner. <laughs> so um, as as ex- so on that night now, so tell me now about your process. Like it, when they contacted you, well, how did you feel about it? What was how did you get into it? Yeah, I mean, remarkably similar. I mean, obviously, the big difference is that you've been here, you know, a couple of times before, and and you are, you know, obviously, a lot of American comics are familiar with you. You're spending a lot of time in the states, and you're breaking through, and people are familiar with you and stuff. And you've got, you know, obviously, a, a much bigger profile than myself. And I, and I'm coming into Montreal. I was here in 2009, but that was a very brief kind of not a huge impact thing. It was just sort of me walking around wide-eyed going to see Bill Cosby when it was cool. Remember that? We were, uh, we were, we were both there, I remember right? we went to Bill Cosby together. Oh. Do you remember those days? Oh, the those days we days. could sit in Bill Cosby and enjoy it. <laughs> think it was a, think it was a moment that we would cherish forever. Remember th- that? I try to think of all the people I told, like, brag to about that. Yeah. Like, so, like uh, following that and talking about how amazing it was and what a genius oh he is. God. And then, oh, boy. Yeah. If Dave Chappelle fucks a kid, <laughs> I am like, all my Montreal stories are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have such good friends. I have no idea who that guy is. He was, he's the worst. So, you know, and they, I'm, you know, really excited about being here but booked in for a bunch of gigs that I was like I don't know how any of this is going to go I don't know how my stuff's going to work and stuff so so nervous just at a basic level and then they mentioned this extra gig and I had a similar moment I didn't actually say no but I my gut instinct was like nah don't don't go in there and then I just thought you know it was a bit of a fuck it what is the worst thing that can happen kind of thing I'm, I won't be great at a thing that I've never done before right that's okay so which I think is also the thing that I eventually thought I was like how are you even judging yourself yeah. Like on something that you've never done before. Never before, yeah. You, I, I, that you don't even know what the format is. Yeah, yeah. Like I hadn't even seen it. Imagine like I was walking the first time in sight did... unseen yeah. to a thing that I did not understand fully. <laughs> Surely like with Setlist was a similar situation? First yeah, time, I guess yeah? so. But I'd seen Setlist at least. Right. Like, you know, okay. I think yeah, so, seeing I... it, like uh, having done it. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, to not to spoil the you know the story, but having done it, I did it up against Jimmy and he won our round. Which, But we had a good time and I felt like it actually was, it was great. Like we both had a good time with it and Jimmy yeah. and I are friends. And so it was like a very friendly and like your big fear, well, my... My big fear was because I wonder if it's different for you because I imagine that you go into it knowing like there are certain like you know because you're gay for example mm. it's a sort of sort of format where that'll probably come up yeah. like you know <laughs> seeing as they introduced me as a homosexual from Australia right like, like homosexuals before my nationality I was like yeah maybe this will be cr- covered somehow. right so but you're also aware that you're a homosexual right right you know and, and proud of it <laughs> you're right like I was uh, my it was big, therapy for you yeah. my biggest worry was <laughs> that like something was going to be pointed out about me that I was not aware of because I was kind of in my head going how do you roast like I mean not how do you roast me but like what is it that he's going to focus on what is it that like and what if there's one thing that he says and everyone in the room's like yes Yes. we all think that about him and you're like oh that never even occurred to me that that would be a thing I had exactly the same thing I was my first round was against Randy the puppet yeah 
And, you know, it was a crazy experience. The, the actual roasting goes for about 10 minutes and it was, you know, in it. And I can't remember all, all the parts of it. And the next day, and I, I, I won my first round against Randy. The next day I was in the elevator with this girl and she was like, oh, yeah, it was funny. Like, oh, are you ready for the next round? Like, do you think the guy's going to make fun of your tight pants? I said, what? I said, oh, yeah, Randy, you know, mentioned about how tight your pants are. I was like, I didn't acknowledge that at all. And I've never thought about that at all in my entire life. Oh. So now I've got a complex about the tightness of my pants. So I'm wearing like, these looser pants now. Yeah, there's clearly a part of my brain. And I think there was the part of my brain that was just trying to think of the next funny thing to say. Yeah. But can't even really remember any of the mean things that Jimmy said about me. <laughs> I think I think most of them were about the fact that I was not famous in Montreal, yeah. which I was hyper aware of already. <laughs> I've across. I've got one show Saturday night, ten thirty. Tickets still available. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> Will this go up before then? Yeah, I'm going to put it up because you're. Cause oh, okay. You're, okay, so let's fast forward to sure. what what we're here for. Yeah. Because I don't want to like take all your time today because you're preparing for this thing. Oh, okay. I thought we could Thanks. do the you know the two things at the same time and that'd yeah. be fun. So. Um, uh, so you went, you won another round last night because that was the format that it was. Yep. And so that means that then tonight you are up against Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Right. So I thought what we could do <laughs> was that like, uh, firstly, I just sent you some like, you know, jokes that I had not used yep. that were like just not because I thought the jokes were necessarily jokes you'd use. But like I was like, here are just some areas yep. when I was trying to pick apart Jimmy Carr, yep. you know, where I would go. Because yep. here's, here's the thing, like Jimmy roasts in real life. Yeah. Like when he walked by you yeah. like the other day and he was intimidating you. Yeah. And you weren't even We weren't even matched together. He'd yet. looked forward <laughs> to potential people he would come up against and he was already getting inside their head. And so you've recognized that. And yeah. I thought quite a cool way and said, You're trying to get inside my head, Jimmy. And without even breathing, he goes, So you've admitted there's room in there. I mean- I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're like a ninja. It's unfair to let you fight against all of us. Absolutely no hesitation whatsoever. Straight to it. It was incredible. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. So, yeah. so what's your tactic? Like, what's your thoughts? Where Where are you at with it? Like, you know. Uh, well, we should mention because there was, and you and mention was, anything we need to mention. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the issues that came up. I mean, the interesting thing here is is Jimmy Carr is very popular here in Montreal has been coming to this festival yes. a lot so people do know him but they don't know his story they just know him as the British dude who's fucking amazing at those insult comics who looks a little bit a- funny with a big head absolutely because for example Jimmy Carr had like some tax problems and yes. I don't feel I didn't feel bad going after this no. because like he is like you know I mean it was a very public story in the UK and on his panel show um, at 8 out of 10 cats um, it, it, yeah they mocked it all the time yeah. And, yeah made fun of it all the time and yeah. I know Jimmy so I thought you know if I'm going to go like I, I'm like if they know about his tax problems I've yep. got a couple of good yep. like things that it can kind of lead in with like nice sort of like you know Jimmy's done everything in the UK he's done radio he's done television he's written books he's mm. done everything except pay his tax yeah. you know and yep. you're there I mean I had my favourite line that I used that didn't really get a good response but a lot of comics particularly from the UK have yep. come up to me and gone yep. good line nice. was uh uh, disabled people aren't mad at Jimmy because he didn't. Uh, disabled people aren't mad at Jimmy because yeah. he makes jokes about them. They're mad because he didn't pay his tax and now their school has no ramps. Yeah, <laughs> great line. That's a that's a good roast joke. Great line. Yeah. If you understand that he did not pay his taxes. Yes, yes, that is a key factor. <laughs> and I felt you meant. And then the other brutal thing with Jimmy Carr is. You know, so he's also had a lot of controversies with him, um, you know, doing very dark jokes about yep. uh, amputees and about gypsies. disabled people, gypsies as well. He's had these things blown up. But in the context of the roast format, 
that is what people love. So everyone right. is making disabled jokes. Everyone is making gay jokes. Everyone is being as wrong as fuck, which is what Jimmy excels at. So you can't actually be like, oh, this guy's got bad taste, doesn't he? Because everyone is going for poor taste. So, and this is in, in the brainstorming I've had like the past 24 hours. Absolutely everyone true. is like, this guy's fucking Teflon in this, in this context, right? right? So, yeah, that was some issues there. So, so do you have to, so yeah, almost you have to go after that. It's what's okay. Tell me where you're yeah, at. I well, want to know what your approach is. Where you're at. What's your what's your vibe. What do you think's going to happen? I want to. Yeah, I want to. I, I think the key is mocking Jimmy Carr at his level. So Jimmy right. Carr is very successful, but he's still not as successful. He's he's come to this festival a lot, and as far as I have heard, he's desperate to break into America. Right. Uh, a friend was saying they asked him if would you move here if you got a deal. He said in heartbeat. So like he's keen to do that. So yep. I think there's fun to be had in the fact that. Um, well, it'll come up in the, in the jokes, I guess. Yep. But the things that to me, first of all, is the clipboard. So Jimmy takes the clipboard out with him. He reads his jokes from yes. the clipboard. Um, Wanda Sykes on one of the was a judge on one of the nights and she you know, got very angry at anyone who had notes. She's just like, learn your fucking jokes. So tonight I will be taking my own clipboard. Wish she'd been the judge the night I did it. Yeah. I didn't have any notes. Didn't have any notes, yeah. Fuck, I would have got the Sykes vote. You didn't want to do that night. There was a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre vibe in the room. It just, it, there was something very odd. It only got sort of good till the end. And Wanda was very, very drunk and very down on the whole proceedings. <laughs> but, oh, uh, and by the way, I got, but I got to experience because I had another gig that night. Yeah. So I couldn't go to the Rose. Right. But I got back from, I was doing, uh, I was opening for Eddie Pepitone. Yeah. And so I, I stayed and watched all of Eddie's show as well. And um, so then I got back here to the lift and I'm in the lift and every, every, a bunch of people had come from the roast but right. the roast wasn't quite over yeah and uh ronnie chang yeah. uh just uh, said is the roast over yeah and then the like the lift door shut and neil brennan who a lot of people know is the yeah. co-creator of the Chappelle show and like neil's uh, i love neil he's yeah. a funny guy yeah but he also you know he doesn't like mind just saying what he thinks nope. right? and so all. we're in a crowded elevator that's just full of people who've been at the roast yeah. and he goes he says something along the lines of you could say it never started yeah fuck. and then people laughed and then and then he said and that was the third best joke about that right <laughs> like, that was like you know and anyway but here's the thing that hasn't you hasn't been revealed yet now on that like ride that's from the third floor to the sixth floor that yeah. seems to take about four and a half days yes. right now it's revealed that one of the people who was the early roasters oh, is also in that elevator. Of course they are. Of course they are. So now he points himself out to Neil and then 15 of us stand in the most awkward <laughs> fucking silence you have ever experienced until they leave and I just start la- It was like I was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was the fucking best <laughs> oh. thing ever. And it's very niche to talk about the elevator speed here right. at Montreal for dear podcast <laughs> listeners, but they are they are fucked. I don't know what the fuck is going on in this hotel. It, it, an eternity in those goddamn things. The best oh, just time, be, so just before imagine. we did this podcast, I was doing a talk show that they're doing in one of the elevators. Yeah. Like, this is the busiest these elevators ever are. Yeah. In the, like, once a year yeah. in the hotel when everyone comes to town and is doing meetings and going up and down, and they've decided to take one hole of the elevators, <laughs> and Pete Holmes is doing a fucking talk show. Oh, like, literally on the Titanic. There'd be women and children getting off, and Pete Holmes's grandfather doing a fucking podcast in the other fucking dinghy. Yes. Oh man. All right. Well, that is insane. I mean, yeah. There's okay. Oh, so, weird vibe. But all right, so I'm going to take my own clipboard out, and I will go to do my first joke. I'm not sure who will go first. No. I, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, 
I've got to make sure Jimmy has his clipboard, make sure he has it with him. I will go to tell a joke. I won't know what I'm saying. I'll go get the clipboard, bring it up, open it, say, oh, I'm sorry, this is so unprofessional. Um, <laughs> look over my notes and they go, oh, that's right. I don't need my jokes written down for me. I'm a comedian. Chuck the clipboard over oh, my shoulder. Nice. Now, I think that's a lay down. And if he hangs onto his clipboard at that point, yeah. it's like, fuck. If yeah. he throws his You've away, got the power. I've got the power. Let's roll. Yeah. Um, okay. that, that is your I am not left-handed moment <laughs> from the Princess Bride. That yes. is it. That is it, man. Oh, my God. That is a gauntlet. Gauntlet has been thrown. Jimmy Carr is more of a robotic faggot than C-3PO. Do you already have your clip? Uh, do you already have your clipboard? By the way, I have it. Yes. Yeah, uh, because I, I was going to say you should have a bigger clipboard. Oh fuck! I don't know if you can get bigger clipboards. He's pretty it'd just, big. It'd just be great if you could get like a clipboard that was just <laughs> bigger clipboards. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, slightly bigger. Okay, no, don't worry. I mean, it's not like essential. No, I'm just this is good. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So <laughs> my other angle is going extremely dark. Jimmy's car's mother passed away uh, in 2001. Uh-huh. Now, I've heard that he's prepping AIDS stuff uh-huh. on me. Okay. If, it, if you get an AIDS joke early, I'll come off it and say... Right, and see, that's, I think that's a really good approach to it, which is matching prepping his energy. Prepping for where they're going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. My advantage is that he doesn't have much to work with for me. He's no. got gay, Australian, and not famous. Right. Not famous doesn't even sting that much because I'm fucking 25. Right. And I'm here in the third round of the Roastmasters Invitational. Right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I know. This has been a great success. <laughs> So it's like, bring it. I don't give a yeah. shit. Could have used that joke on Monday, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> but I think you'll find uh, yeah. it is Friday night and there's yeah. some sweet Ballard heat. Yeah, and he should give to me. I'm like, you've gone through two rounds to right. get to me. To get you know? to me, yeah. Um, nice. So off the AIDS thing, I'll say, yeah, no, look, Jimmy's got me there. I mean, I do have AIDS. Oh, that reminds me, your mum should get checked. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry. No, she's dead, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carr's mother died of pancreatitis, uh, but he's still not considered side splitting. <laughs> Jimmy Carr does one liners. His mum was more into flatlining. Whoa. I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> Jimmy has a stick wedge so far up his ass, my dick didn't even touch it when he let me fuck him last night. <laughs> Jimmy Carr is such a that's, that's such, very good. That's, like, that's, that's very good. good. I think that's a that's a winner. Jimmy Carr is such a massive face. Last night I had to come twice to cover it. <laughs> Jay Leno is a big fan of Jimmy Carr, and you know that if Jay Leno likes you, you must be doing something like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> now the laugh. That's pretty good. Too. The that's laugh. A, that's a pretty. The good laugh one. is key now. So uh-huh. Jimmy Carr's laugh is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> doesn't feel real or anything so I think I'll go do my impression if I get him if he somehow laughs if I yes, can break him which that's is the problem. probably unlikely that's the problem if I can try and do an inversion version of it that'd be good and you're opening up yourself to a world of well you haven't heard you me haven't do heard it to, you, yeah, exactly. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes you gotta take a risk man yeah fuck living on the edge if David's gonna beat Goliath <laughs> Sometimes you've got to fucking take a risk. I really want someone to film me walking to stage slow mo. Like I really oh, want to man. be just into it. Uh, that last. I don't know. I feel like you've got some good armor. I feel like the, I'm feeling good about like some of those jokes. There's some fucking sweet ones that if the room like because here's the thing, he is a bit unbackable to win this now. Yeah. And I feel like the timing's right. Yeah. For like some if you know. Yeah. If yeah if I so in last night Joe DeRosa who is. Hilarious, yes. one of the best. I and and the also night. does jokes like also has a bit of experience doing some roasting. Yeah, jokes he must have done like a few roasts in yeah. his time. But I mean, I mean, the dynamic between those. So the other weapon that Jimmy has is he remains absolutely calm, gives you no reaction to anything, except he will hang shit on your joke, right? 
if it doesn't go well, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Joe DeRosa bombing with a joke last night. <laughs> Jimmy Carr going, oh, he's going without a punchline for that one. That's risky. <laughs> <laughs> just he will like land a mine. Or, you know, Joe DeRosa implied that Jimmy is a pedophile and Jimmy just owned it. It was like, yeah, no, um, no one will see those photos of, an, of his naked niece. He's, so that's the other thing is that he never suggests yeah. that he's a good person. You so can't... He, you, he just takes anything on. Yeah. <laughs> So that laugh sound is so fake, it sounds like you've just heard a Jimmy Carr joke. You sound like you're strangling someone with cerebral palsy and you look like someone who would do that. <laughs> That's great. When Jimmy got his first big paycheck, he ran out straight away and bought Brian Moses, mm. the host, yeah, some yeah. kind of like rich thing. Jimmy Carr is so rich he can pay off all these rape victims. Pictures of Jimmy Carr are shown to members of the royal family to remind them of the consequences of incest. You're so fucking smug and annoying, I want to buy you a ticket to a screening of Trainwreck in Louisiana. Oh. Now, ooh. I think that that is like... I mean... The, the thing that will... If I, can, if I can be more shocking than Jimmy Carr... I, here's the I, thing. It'll be the last one of the night probably, right? Yeah. Because they tend to put him last because, you know, so far he's been the best. Um You'll know by then, like, that's the advantage I think that joke has. Yeah. Is that so much terrible stuff will have been said by yep. then. Yeah. That you almost do have to go yep. to that place. Yeah. To, to, to be like, oh, no. He yep. like, yeah. you know, he went there. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think it's a good one to have in do your pocket. you think enough people, enough people in this town know about that, right? By now? I mean, I think, I mean, she, I mean, actually. The judges will. Here's, here's what I will say. Yeah. To be honest. This fucking festival yeah. is such a bubble yeah. that half the rest of the world could have been shot in a cinema. <laughs> yeah, no and idea I'm what not the sure if there these people going, yeah, but have I got that sitcom callback? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah, did that guy from CBS see my five? <laughs> Bill Shorten seems to be pro boat turnbacks as far as I can tell from uh, social media, which is very depressing. Oh, yeah, but he has been for the whole time, so I don't know why that would surprise anybody. Yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill Shorten reaffirms position that yeah, Labour yeah. Party has held for years. Christ. <laughs> um, um, okay, so that's uh, look. I there's some crackers. Uh, there's I some absolute some real. I think you've got. It's five, right? Or is there more than that in this? It's five. Thing? I know Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy prepped so much, and yeah. know, Joe got worked up because Jimmy was like hitting. And I think this is the way to do. It. This is what I did last night with. Uh, yeah, I had a chunk. Uh, no, sorry, the night before. Oh, no, sorry, last night. You have a chunk. You have, you have a riff. So you know, I had a riff. Three jokes on how right. Tony Hinchcliffe, the guy I was against, was was in the closet. Right. So it's like you do it, you get the laugh, you do it again, and then it is like the topper. I, I think three is totally acceptable, and I know Jimmy's going to do it. So okay, interesting. So if they're tied together, I think because on the first right. night I was very much like you know you should be doing one, but who knows? But he's doing three, you reckon? I think just do my it. My impression is that Tony got a bit pissed off because because I well, at one point I did three. It, he said, "Oh, in, that's in a, a three purist. For. Yeah, yeah, a right. little bit. I'm like. <laughs> We're just trying to be the funniest thing. Are you sticking by the rules of this made up and totally arbitrary competition? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bullshit nonsense. Um, my other weapon in the arsenal is I've been looking at Jimmy's car, uh, jokes about gays and AIDS. Uh -huh. If I can beat him to a punchline of one of his predetermined oh, jokes. Oh, that's good. I like so that. his classic is How do you make a gay man fuck a woman? Shit in a cunt. If I can get to that, if yeah. he can do that setup and I can say shit sh in a cunt, then it's, you've been doing that joke since 2012 and you still need your fucking clipboard. Um, yeah, if I can cut him off at the past yeah. and just show it and like be like, no, no, I wrote jokes for this for yeah. you, fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go, oh, he's a gay, here is my gay material. Um, 
uh, and then come Just back. Just for the record, have you ever thought about anything in your life from as many angles as you've thought about this? This was people, like a last plan. night. I did this the Wanda Sykes like... gala in front of three thousand people. Right. Uh, it was my American television debut. Yep. I am so much more excited about. I, I was so much more buzzed. Right, I had is, a lovely time. This and I is the equivalent of the cleaners like coming into your room, like because you've forgotten to hang out the "Do Not Disturb" <laughs> sign, and they find like old school pictures of Jimmy Carr <laughs> up on the wall, like you're some crazy serial killer who's got all these like newspaper articles you printed off, and there's bits of string that are connecting them together. See the corner twitching. <laughs> like Is Jimmy Carr's face so big, I yeah, had to come twice. Had to come twice. Recording yeah. of his laugh in the background. <laughs> <laughs> just like the Joker's laugh, but Jimmy Carr's laugh instead. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what's fucking great is that because this is such a trade festival, trade industry, it yes. is such a trade show, this thing. And, you know, I've been worried about, oh, I've got to get my gala tan. I've got to get it tight. I've got to do it in a certain way. Who, who's in the room? What's going on? The roast show felt like comedians fucking around, yep. which re- was reminiscent of like live dum dum podcasts. It was reminiscent of like the late night. It's got club. much more of a festival feel it's to it. Fun yeah. comedy, which this which this festival uh, sadly doesn't have as as, as much, much of right. as it as it could have. Yes, like because the thing is, you've got all these comedians here, and they'd all love to be doing fun shows. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah, some you know, the, people love to do kind of you know fun random things and yeah. like have things that everyone's like, well, we we're all going to go to the roast tonight. Like you, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, I'll catch you at the roast. I've yeah. got a show that finishes at blah blah blah, but I'll come it's and catch the last yeah. bit of the roast. It's, totally, like it is a thing that people are because you couldn't have about. a late night lineup show because everyone's fucking seen each other's jokes a million times, bored out of their minds, and they're not going to laugh <laughs> at these these lines that you tried out so much. Because yeah, I'm sick of my. I've had a stand up gig tonight before the roast. I'm kind of like, uh, but uh, I mean, it'll be great. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's like we're creative show offs, and the opportunity to do this is like, yeah, it's super fun. So, and the other thing is just prepping for the angles that he's going to come to me with. Yes. So, uh, being gay. Being gay, obviously. Um, being Australian, do you think? Being Australian, and yeah, not famous. Yep. So I think so. Some of those pre pre-prep jokes I can link to with that. With Australia, I was thinking um, uh, Australia. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny you mentioned Australia. Uh, Britain invaded Australia and and waged genocide on the local population. Jimmy Carr could do that to America now, and they still wouldn't give him a development deal. <laughs> and then I really want to get some kind of James Corden going situation james corden got the late late show because the producers wanted any british person except jimmy carr <laughs> <laughs> and he's also friends with stephen hawking oh is he jimmy carr is friends with stephen hawking they've been close ever since stephen t- taught jimmy how to laugh <laughs> and deliver jokes and play sport and fuck a woman uh and that, I think, that's a pretty solid joke i think that's all right right yeah um, I like the layers. It's like it's got a nice, like, you know, it's just got that fun out, you know. We'll keep going, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. And then if anything dies, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, what's everyone hear that? That's the sound of one of Jimmy's Filipino writers being shot. Like just <laughs> to imply that he has writers and is it, that he would get angry with them as shit doesn't go down. Now, I'm doubting I'm going to pull that one out because I've, I, all these lines are going to yeah. land. Yeah, that's the problem. But, um you, no, I think you've got heaps though. I think there's excited. like heaps of stuff there. Yeah, like, I've been thinking about it nonstop, so I feel like it's, in my, it's all in my head. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's like heaps of really funny, you know, different beats, different angles. Yeah, definitely from the right place. Yeah, 
Like, I love that idea of you anticipating what's going on. Right. It's cool. I can't wait to see it. It's fun, man. Thanks for your help. I appreciate it. Thanks for sending those. No, that's all right. No worries at all. That was good. Uh, I, no, I, I wish it had been the other way around. You had heaps of better stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I, said, you, I hope you can travel back in time. Yeah. And whatever ones you don't use <laughs> I'll from send this, can yeah. you just send them back to me? So maybe I'll still lose, oh. but I'll lose better. It'll be like Terminator Genesis. This is a yeah. nexus point, And right. there'll be two timelines that have split. Yeah. One, one where, where, where one, you're oh, against oh, Jimmy Carter. Like, I don't, want, I don't need to win against him because okay. that changes the timeline. Oh, fuck. Right? But... All I need to do is just like lose slightly, you know, better than I lost last time <laughs> with some better job. That would be great. I'd I like that. Just the ones you don't use. I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> can I use your bathroom? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. You know what? We can we can just stop at that point anyway, oh, and we can no yeah we can, of course we can do that. You've got shit to do. I'm gonna um uh, just talk. I'll do my uh, quick little plugs while Tom goes to the bathroom, and then he'll come back out, and then he can do his plugs. Uh, but. Uh, you can see me. I'm not going to put this up, obviously, before the roast tonight. So I will put it up uh, either after the roast or in the morning. But uh, if it is Saturday and you are in Montreal and you would like to come out and see uh, my show, then you can come and out. You can come out and see my show. Uh, it is called Free Will. It is on at the Montreal Improv uh, at 10:30 at night. Um, if you came last year, it is a completely uh, different and brand new show to that show. Uh, and if you want to see Free Will in Sydney, I'm only two weeks away from that, August 7th and the 8th at the Enmore with Justin Hamilton. Uh, two shows only. So if you want to see Free Will in Sydney, please come out to those shows. Uh, we can't do any other shows because of Gruen, uh, which is coming back, of course. And then uh, uh, October 9th and 10th in Perth. That's the end of the Free Will tour. So uh, please come out to those shows as well. Justin Hamilton doing support for those. Uh, this is, you know, my favourite show. So um, I hope you will come out and uh, see the end of the tour. Uh, Tom Ballard. Did you get all that? Did you get the flash in the background? Did you get that? I got my um, <laughs> I, I got my plugs away, which was good Great. while you were away. Uh, and I, I was going to say, uh, you should listen to Tom's podcast, which I've been doing a lot recently. Oh, uh, thanks, Will. What's it called? Like I'm a six-year-old. Like right? I'm a six-year-old, yes. Uh, and what's the premise of the podcast, Tom? Um, it is, so that's, that's a quote, like I'm a six-year-old is from uh, Philadelphia. There's a Washington's character asks his clients to explain things to him like, he, like he's a six-year-old. So, yeah, it's me sitting down with um, people of a political bent, uh, whether that be activists or... Um, pol- I haven't had a full, an actual serving politician at this point, but uh, uh, you know, activists, commentators, journalists, uh, comedians who t- who work a lot in or talk about politics a lot on stage, and um, yeah, it's that politics focus, which is something that I'm interested in, and and I've really appreciated sitting down with people who I don't necessarily agree with on a lot of political issues, and and finding out where they're at and why they believe what they believe. It's uh, been very interesting to listen to for that reason. There's been a couple of people on there that I, you know, don't agree with a lot of what they say, but right. I've, I've been interested to hear them talk about it. Um, you, How much preparation do you do? That's interesting to me because you're very quick. Like the thing that I, you know, as in like around an argument. Right. Like often if somebody... <clears throat> There's been a few people on your podcast whose ideas I don't agree with. Yeah. But when I'm like walking along the street listening to your podcast and then yeah. explain them, I'm like, that does actually seem to make <laughs> a lot of sense. And then suddenly I'm like, and then suddenly you're like, oh no, well, but what about this? And yeah. I'm like, hang on, why didn't I think of that thing? Why was I joining his thing? God, I would have been terrible in Germany. <laughs> I would have been like, this guy, I love this guy's haircut. <laughs> Look how good he is at public speaking. I wonder if he needs a joke writer. I should get on board on this. This feels like a thing. <laughs> Do you think if there were more podcasts in Nazi Germany, the whole thing could have right, been avoided? Right, I'll be like, yeah, I'll, start, I'll start a Nazi podcast. Yeah, we need a podcast, right, guys? 
<laughs> oh boy. Like the light side of Nazis. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Um man, I mean it's 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 uh I mean I, I do try and read and stuff and get a, a sense of where people are coming from on a bunch of diff- different issues and um, even if I think even if they've talked at length about something and explained it before, I think you know may- maybe people who are coming onto my podcast might not have heard that that much. I mean everyone believes things for reasons and they back them up and the same way we think through issues and have reason reasoning and evidence to back up where we land as our position you know everyone has that from different angles right so i'm really interested in in those ones and you're right you know talking to Walid Ali about how conserve what conservatism really is and actually how appealing it it really is and how it it's been distorted and how it's not really what we think it is the way we talk about it all the time is really interesting and i think it's so easy to be like fucking right wing, you know, conservatives, fascists, you know, um, cold hearted assholes who only care about money. And, you know, it's like that's it's clearly not the reality. And when you can sit down in a podcast context, often in the person's home, Tim Wilson, for example, we had a lovely tea and we had a chat back and forth about lots of different things. Um you draw that out of people and people are so much more relaxed and, and they sound like reasonable people. Whereas if you see them on Q&A and they have to do a you know 40-second soundbite to summarise their entire position, you're going to get people, some people booing and some people clapping and maybe no one really changes their minds or, or see where it's coming from. So, and But yeah, finding the stuff where you agree on, you know, finding the principles that someone like myself or Tim Wilson agree on, I think is really, really interesting and, and fun that way. Uh, and uh, what about gigs? Are you all going on to Edinburgh after this, right? I am, yes. Yep. I'm doing the whole fringe at the Assembly with my show Taxis and Rainbows and Hatred. And that's at 9.15 at the Assembly. I'd love people to come along to that. And then in September, I'm doing a run of that show at the Soho Theatre. From September 14th. Lots of people came out and saw me who listened to this podcast uh, when I was at Soho Theatre. So I go out and see Tom's show uh, when he is there. Thanks, man. Uh, and thanks for doing this. I know like when you've, you've got shit to prepare for, but I thought we oh, could combine no. the two. Right? <laughs> this is perfect. This is all I would be talking to anyone about right now anyway. Right, so. okay. Well, see, that, that, see that's, why, <laughs> that's why they invented podcasts. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later on. Cheers. Bye. Bye.